Hey everyone, this is Chris and Tony's Blood and Donuts. Where we talk about and review your favorite horror movies. So grab a dozen. And a pint of blood. And let's talk about the 1999 found footage horror film, The Blair Witch Project. How are we doing, everybody? Welcome to Blood and Donuts. I'm Tony, and I'm Chris. Thanks for joining, everybody. Man, I'm just I'm just glad to be here. I was hiking with my friends in Burkittsville, and uh, and I brought you something, Chris. I brought you something back from. Oh, oh, okay. I see you. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's yours. I hope no one gets mad at you for taking a <laughs> weird a little effigy. No, no, made no. Of sticks. No, no. Yeah, yeah, that's for you. I found it. There were there was a bunch of them, so they're not going to miss them. And then I yeah. was I was hiking with a friend, but I guess he had to go home or something. He was gone. Uh, okay. But but I did. I found this uh, uh, as well. Hopefully, I don't. <laughs> I'll open. Right. I'll, I'm going to open that after the podcast. See, he must awesome. have like put a letter in there or something. No, just, right. the Blair Witch. The Blair Witch project man. Uh, i got some feelings about this one man i know so, you know we watched this when we were younger and i think at the time you know we we probably liked it and probably made fun of it but i felt like maybe i didn't appreciate it as much back then dude um, i i don't I, like that's not how i recall really yeah i recall like I, we were all in i feel like i like, like i remember it came out in 1999 we bought mm-hmm. it on vhs we didn't even have dvds yet because Right. Uh, DVDs didn't really take off until PS2 came out. I think that w- that came out in like 2000, 2001. So right. I remember being mad at you because you we, we were supposed to hang out on the weekend or Friday, and you sure. had you had got it, but you also watched it before I did. Before oh, yeah, man. so you'd like you watch yeah you kind of watched it and you were like hey it's very good and uh, like and you would I mean. <sighs> Yeah, I, I feel sorry. like we were. I feel like we were all in back then. You didn't know if it was real, right? Even you know the the title or the cover of the VHS is like, "Hey, three you know videographers go missing in the woods. Yeah. Here's their footage." Yeah, like you thought, like, "Oh man, this is awesome." This is the real deal. You could look up the website back then, and it would it would have it would say they're missing. It would have like missing posters and stuff like that. Man. And they then did so uh, good. Yeah, they did such a good job. But the promotion, you know, the promotion of it. Oh, the promotion know, was, was so good. It was so simple. Yeah. yeah. But again, we were we were probably I was 13, you were probably what, 14, and we we yeah, believe, we like believed that. it. Hook line and center. Yeah. But uh, 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 young people listening to this, you might think like how could you believe something like that? We are from Tennessee, so like an hour away from here is the Bell Witch. You know yeah. what I mean? The Bell Witch, which is the most documented uh, haunting in American history. Andrew Jackson talks about it. So when we hear about the Blair Witch up yeah. up north uh, in Burkittsville, we're like, yeah, sounds sounds legit to me. <laughs> <laughs> happens here all the time. Yeah, happens here. Just like a, you got you got a witch too. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, it all it brought back memories. Yeah, because I remember it, and when we did watch it together, you know we. We'd make fun of it, but we tried to, you know, Mr. Oh. Science. Oh, we man. love to make fun of what we can. Yeah, we watched it multiple times. We yeah. watched it multiple times. And so, first off, we're, we're teenagers uh, in, in eighth grade, so uh, they said the F word a hundred. Well, I, I, there's no telling. Like we were, so we love we. Uh, unfortunately, we love that. We love right. the. Uh, so there was just there, again, we were, we're sitting there, we're looking for something that we missed. Did is the Blair Witch somewhere in there that we missed somewhere yeah. or? 
it was so pick cool. up on an audio cue or something yes you know? You're like yeah did we did he say something yes yeah i love it yeah i loved every bit of it I just, and, and again it was it was kind of cool like going back and I, I probably have not watched this in 20 years right me too maybe Same. 15 i again yeah. i did watch the new one when it came out in 2016 something like that and, yeah, uh, and this is a movie that, you know, it's a standalone film. They didn't make any horrible sequels or anything that ruined it. Um, there, there, that, there was something that, right? that they that they made, but the, but the directors did not put their stamp on it. Right. It was no, like Book, Book of Shadows. Sarcasm. Book of Shadows. Yeah, something like it's that. terrible. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't watch. Yeah. Uh, uh, but this, yeah, the original film is great. And it's, you know, it is the lost footage uh, cinematography that makes it just just standalone and you know it inspired stuff like paranormal activity vhs you know you, you can all look back at this film and say that was the standard that that's what kind of started it i think there was a movie or two before that but this one is the one you remember yeah uh you're definitely gonna you're gonna have the people who say oh well before there was lo lots of lost footage films before this one this is the mm -hmm. big one this is the one yeah. that really and again horror lost footage films it's 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 so much better it's so much yeah. and like and the, the the way they did this uh it, it was amazing they did a really if, good job with it it stands up mm -hmm. still yeah it does uh and you know if it wasn't horror lost footage no one would give a crap about yeah exactly this is a, a fun vacation lost footage <laughs> and you're just like, no don't care no the lot like, no, the lost footage and, and they i think they said that we found this in an abandoned house buried underneath it mm -hmm. And, yeah. uh, yeah, uh, again, just, just so good. Um, mm -hmm. so we got, we got a, a few facts here about the okay. Blair Witch Project. Of course it, uh, let's see. It came out in 1999, American supernatural horror film written, directed by Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez. Fictional story about student filmmakers, Heather Donahue, Michael Williams, and Joshua Leonard who hike into the Black Hills near Burkittsville, Maryland, in 1994 to film a documentary about a local myth known as the Blair Witch. The three disappear, but their equipment and footage are discovered a year later. The found footage movie is then, mm -hmm. yes, Guinness Book Boring, of Records. Huh? Uh, it was in the Guinness Book of Records. Uh, Blair Witch is the all-time winner in the category of top-budget box office ratio. It only cost $60,000 okay. to make but it made $248 million. Man. That's incredible, isn't it? That really is. The film's original awesome. title was The Black Hills Project. It was later changed to The Blair Witch Tapes. And then finally, okay. The Blair Witch Project, which I'm glad project. she did. And what's cool is uh, you hear Heather towards the end. She goes, this is my project. You know what I mean? Like It yeah. kind of like, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't even catch that. Or maybe I just didn't even think about it when I was a kid. But right. Uh, the word Blair in the title was in honor of Blair High School, where the sister of director Eduardo Sanchez briefly attended. Isn't that cool? Filming only took eight days. The editing of the filming took eight months. <laughs> That's the, eight the, days to shoot? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I was reading up on it. Apparently, again, they used the, the actors' real names in this. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, even Heather Donahue's uh, uh, mother actually got some letters, uh, some condolence letters, because they thought, you know, there was oh. people out there who really <laughs> thought she was gone. Um, and, and and they just brought him out into the woods, and uh, and uh, they they handed them these yellow envelopes, and they and each day there would be something on it like this is what you're feeling today, 
Mm-hmm. And you know, and and so and that's cool. Yeah, and the two directors would be out in the in the woods, and they would be making these noises. They would be mm-hmm. uh, for, uh, at one point during uh, the film. Uh, they're playing. You know, you hear children's voices out in the woods. Mm-hmm. Well, they have bo- yeah. boom boxes out there, and they're playing them. So you're really hearing that. So they they kind of like uh, tried to make it as real as possible by creating right. like, this real event uh, for these four people. Yeah, and and if you're in the woods with two other actors and a couple of directors, and you know, you know all of them people there, but like, and you still, I'm sure they were playing that as a surprise and not telling them what they were gonna do. Probably got genuine scared reactions of like, is that the directors or is that something else? Man, that's really good. And not only that, I mean, uh, these actors did great. Yes. They were All so three of them. They were so real. They were so legit. Like the screams that you're getting, the uh, mm-hmm. the dialogue that you're getting, so good. Oh yeah, so good. It shows the you know the how the mind works and like you start accusing each other of stuff. One of them goes crazy. Uh, you know the other one's trying to keep them together. Then they go crazy. Yeah. Um. It shows the degeneration of of their will to you know get out of there and it, it's really well done i like how um you know they drag it along and obviously like how they don't show any any witch any monster there's nothing no witch no monster but it works and it's legitimately frightening and i think it stands up today i was i was thinking the whole time uh lauren who would never watch a horror movie and uh, my mm-hmm. sons who have probably never seen this i was thinking the whole time would this scare them and i i came to the conclusion yes yeah i was like this is try, this would you, still hold her <laughs> probably she won't watch <laughs> it but but to, you know i mean 24 years later it still stands up that's that's something yeah. to be said about that and you said uh, the, the the degeneration of, of how humans react in a situation. That's what made the thing great. Mm-hmm. You know, it yep. wasn't just, well, the, the practical effects were amazing. It, you know, and so was uh, Russell's hair. But, uh, right. uh, but, <laughs> but obviously, there, uh, there's no soundtrack in this, Blair, in Blair Witch. There's no Blair Witch. And uh, yeah. the actors are great. It's just, a, but 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 what you're seeing is, like you said, you're seeing the human condition. You're seeing, and people, when you're watching, you're saying, "What would I do in this situation? I would act that same way." Right. I, I thought the same thing. I, I saw the guy. He's, you know, he finally kicks the map into the river or whatever, and he's laughing hysterically. I feel like I might have done that if I was mad enough. Yes. Because you know, he was really like the closet anger guy. Oh yeah. You know, he was. You could tell he was starting to get real mad. But then, and, but then uh, he kind of then he kind of comes around though. Yeah, he does. He finally gets it together after Joshua starts losing it. You know. Um. But yeah, it's all just the great. The actors are great. Um. I have some pros and cons and stuff. Do you have yours too, or you want to? You're to kick yeah, that off? yeah. So, so I do have a few. Um, again, I, I think I talked about a few of these authentic acting, the screams, the dialogue. I love the interviews at the beginning. Those people did okay. great. Those are, yeah. you know, those are just on the spot interviews. Remember the uh, the the mom and the kid, and uh, yeah, and she's getting interviewed, and 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 it, like it's like the perfect moment where the kid goes, no, no, when she's yeah. telling the story, and she goes, it's okay, mommy's telling a scary story, but it's not true, and then she looks at the camera and she goes, it 
It yeah, is true. <laughs> it is true. Like she mouths that. I, was, I thought that was perfect. Right. That was really good. Yeah. Uh, the girl that played Mary Brown. The the crazy lady. Yeah. That, and, 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 uh, you think, is this the witch? Was this the witch? She could have been the witch. Yeah. You know, like I remember thinking that at the time. You're like, yeah, that's got to be her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because I mean, she has a gate made out of made out of sticks and stuff like that. Right. I don't know. And she's the only one who survived who actually saw the witch. Mm. I like the <laughs> ending. I love the ending. I like the tent scare, the tent. Mm-hmm. Some of my cons is, um, well, so it does stand up today, but does mm-hmm. it stand up to some of these paranormal activity and stuff like that? Like, does it, can it, can it match up? Um, and we we will do a rating system. Do you want to tell them about that rating system and and how and how we do that? Yes. Yeah, so we rate our movies um, zero out of thir- or I say one out of thirteen donuts. Um, you know, ten through thirteen being a real masterclass. Um, you know, uh, six through nine would be you know go check it out. You could spend some money on this. Uh, one through five is probably like man, don't don't waste your time. Don't bother. So, um, right. Yeah. So again, uh, what we're going to do is we're uh, again. This is this is uh, the Blair Witch. So uh, it's been out for twenty four years. You've probably <laughs> seen it. It was a cultural phenomenon. So like, uh, it's I mean, it's hard not to spoil it. And they kind of spoil mm-hmm. it before. You know that they're missing. You know that they're gone. So, right. uh, but we will go through the synopsis. Typically, we'll we'll do this portion where we're just talking. We'll share some facts. We'll give our rating, and then we'll go into a spoiler portion. But against the Blair Witch Project, I mean, this is just a just a classic. You should have already seen this by now. That's what I'm saying. Uh, my class, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and give my rating. Do it. I give you. I gave you my uh, my positives. I gave you my cons. Does it stand up? You know, um, the budget. The budget was there. I mean, you got the stick. They did the best that they could with this budget. Um, mm-hmm. I think some of the newer found footage films are frightening. The ghosts, uh, paranormal yeah. activity. It's the first two. Don't you know? Don't show me paranormal activity eight. They're incredible. If this it's was getting crazy, but if this was nineteen ninety nine and it was and it, and I was and and we were doing this rating right now, I'd give it a thirteen because because mm-hmm. in nineteen ninety nine it was one of the best horror films I'd ever seen in my entire life. And I bought the film. I watched it over and over. I loved it. Today, I'm going to give it a ten, okay. which I think is a fair score. I again, I think it's a cla- I think it's a classic. It uh, is definitely in the top 100 horror films of all time, probably top 50, just because yeah. of what it did with so little and just, and I might even top 25 if I had to go down and list it. It's a great film, yeah. and uh, that's why I give it a 10, man. Okay, awesome. So let me get into mine. So Let's hear it. Um, obviously, it's an inspiring found footage film. It's kind of like the landmark, the one that you, you know, hey, that started it all. Uh, one of the best of its kind. It's very suspenseful. The whole time, there is not a lot of fluff or filler at all. There's not a time in the movie where you're like, man, I wish something would happen because something's always happening. I felt they're anxious. They're getting scared or they're recuperating from their scare, trying to figure out how to get out of the woods. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, not showing the, the, the witch was a great move. You don't need a monster. And I, you brought it up during our ritual review where – they almost showed the monster too much at the end. This one did not show it at all, and it leaves you guessing. Um, my cons, there's a few. I mean, some of the shaky cam can get a little nauseating if you're not used to that, but that comes with the territory. That's a very, take it with a grain of salt. 
um, the audio at times is like whisper quiet and then screaming. You know, you kind of like, golly, okay, you know. Uh, but that, and that might be part of the jump scare part too. Um, my favorite scene was uh, kicking the map in the river, and uh, there's your motivation. I think we use that a lot. Yes, when we, we were did. Talking to each other. There's your motivation. There's your. Uh, you're in the woods. <laughs> Nobody's here to help you. You took an effigy, and now the witch is after us. There's your motivation. <laughs> oh, that's so it. quotable. So, so um, the worst scene for me was. Or not really the worst scene, but I thought they could have done a little bit more building of the lore with the interviews in the beginning. Because if you missed the part about, spoiler here, we're talking about this 24-year-old movie. If you missed the part about standing in the corner, you might not get the ending. You know, if you were five minutes late because you're getting popcorn, you might have missed that. So give me a little bit more of that lore to make to connect the dots at the end. And again, um, I thought it was great. Um, I felt like I didn't watch this movie for 20 years for a reason, but when I watched it again, I'm like, oh my goodness, this was amazing. I'm going to give it an 11 out wow, of 13 Wow, that's a good donuts. score. Yeah. Um, it, it just brought me back, you know, memories with me and you watching them when we were with kids. Um, so I loved it. It's great. Yeah, it is a good film. And and the lore, the lore at the beginning, I, I do see what you're saying. And it, 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 it and they, they kind of mix it up. There's a serial killer who kills kids, and then there's mm-hmm. the Blair Witch. And then the two kind of mix, and they get really foggy. And, mm-hmm. and again, I, that adds it for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I love the beginning where they're getting ready for their trip. They're grocery shopping. You know? Right. They're at the hotel yeah. the night before. And... And just like uh, to going through the cameras and like trying to work the cameras, it just seems it seems legit, especially in the beginning, uh, when right. ju- when 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 people leave, and you have to get on the next day. It seems, I mean, it seems like why are we still running this camera? But yeah, I, I get it. Right, I yeah, get there's it. There's a and, lot of that. Yeah, it's and, like just turn it off, and they bring it up to you know the actors are like, why are you still pointing a camera? Yeah, the director You're still filming. Just the, shut it off. The directors understood that. At some time, the audience is going to say, why are we still running this camera? So it seems like they did try to, but Mm -hmm. with any found footage film, you're wondering that. You got to have the camera rolling. Why are they still running this camera? You know, with paranormal activity, I think it was like bedroom cameras. So it was like, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's running regardless. But with this, they have to pick it up, push the button. Right. And you're like, when when some of these sounds and some of these things are going on, would they really be doing that? Would you really reach for that camera? (laughs) I'd be reaching for like a gun or a knife, not the camera. Oh my, yes. Not the 16 mil or whatever. They're oh calling. my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh, and we, we did talk about like how the, the witch is never shown, but mm-hmm. I was reading somewhere that the witch was supposed to be shown. And so the directors, really? yeah, they had, they had one of the guys dressed in like white pantyhose off to the side. I guess it was supposed to be just so, and the actors were running and I don't know if you remember what Heather goes, what is that? What the F is that over there? Uh-huh. She was supposed to pan up. Oh, and she didn't and pan she up didn't. enough, maybe. She didn't. And, and uh, you know, well, well, they all died afterwards, so you couldn't have a second take. So Right. Oh, that was another one of my pros. I forgot to hit on it. That they all died? Yes. No, I'm just joking. That, that was... Uh, <laughs> No, no, it it made you like the characters. There wasn't one actor that I was like, oh, I wish they would just kill it already. Yeah, I liked all three of them, and yeah, I, I was 
pulling for all three of them yeah. to live. They were legit too. Mm-hmm. They were legit. Great actors. Yeah, I the, the actors really they really pull. If you had suck actors, this thing wouldn't have worked. Oh, not at all. Not at all. There's uh, were any of the interviews a little sus to you, or it seemed like an actor? Maybe the, the like the the fisherman guy who's putting the lure on you a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That just shows yeah, you that, that that just shows you if you had one main person who was who was suck actor, you know, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, I agree. I, I like the um, the way they formatted it too. Like you said, it, it looked really real. Yeah, I thought they did a great job. Well, are you ready to spoil this thing and go Let's scene to scene it. with uh, do the Blair Witch Project? Here's the spoils. Three film students go to Burkittsville, Maryland, to make a documentary on the Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Legend, sorry. The director is mm-hmm. Heather Donahue. Her main cameraman is Joshua Leonard. Michael Williams is the sound crew. The three go missing, but a year later, their footage is found in a bag, uh, inexplicably buried under an abandoned 100-year-old house. You know, meet the actors. It's all three of them. It seems, and, like, I like, like that said, they, they use their like names. They're having fun. Yeah. I mean, like the pan into the marshmallows. There's a marshmallow, and it right. just kind of goes. I mean, that's something that I would do if I had a camera. Right. We're about to go on a trip, and you're excited and all right. that stuff. Man. Almost like when we're setting up with a podcast, and we're like, do we have everything we need? Yeah. Do we... Or, you know, does camera work? How's yes. the audio sound? Yes. You know, you got Mike over there with his earphones on and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> or even Looks like, like you, you, you and I, when we're going like on a trip and we're going to like Tunica or something like that, and we have like food and we're like, you know, taking pictures of the food that we have <laughs> and we bring it on the trip. That sounds like something that we would do. So I thought, right. again, I was like, I was sitting there smiling while I was watching that. I like yeah. that. According to legend, the Blair Witch is the ghost of Ellie Kedward of the late 1700s, whom several children accused of luring them into her home to draw blood from them. Kedward is found guilty of witchcraft, banished from the village during a particularly harsh winter, and presumed dead. By midwinter, all of the Kedward's accusers, along with the half of the town's children, vanish. Fearing a curse, the townspeople flee Blair and uh, vow never to utter Ellie Kedward's name again. Okay. Lore. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Again, and, and they don't say anything about her house. Like she's banished. I guess she must have found this house in the woods. Yeah. Set up shop. Yeah. And, and again, like so, this lore that we're reading off the synopsis, it's not that easy to gather from the movie. Like you said, not at all. You're nope. just gathering tidbits of information. And again, when Mary Brown went, when which who's who's pretty credible, I guess. <laughs> I guess that you know by the end of it, I mean they just uh, when they get back in the car they're putting her down. They're like, "What a freak!" You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. she really, you know, all that stuff. But anyway, yeah, that's what we would do too. Just talk about people as soon as we leave their presence. Absolutely, of course. <laughs> in 1825, eleven witnesses testify to seeing a pale woman's hand reach up and pull a ten-year-old Ellen. Where, like, where, where are they getting all this lore I, I, from? I don't know. <laughs> I did not piece all of this together. Into Tappy East Creek, her body is never recovered. And uh, again, it goes into more of the lore. The three filmmakers interview the country bumpkin types of Burkittsville who seem equally enjoying being on camera. Uh, They're mystified as to why they'd want to come and make this film. Heather interviews Mary Brown, uh, uh, played by Patricia DeCoy, I believe it is, an elderly and quite insane woman who has lived in the area all of her life she claims that she's seen the Blair Witch one day near Tappy Creek in the form of a hairy, human, half-human, half-animal beast 
Two anglers tell Heather that Coffin Rock is less than 20 minutes from town, and the three decide to make the woods of the Blair Witch the centerpiece of their film. Yeah, and um, you know some of the lore that you missed is part of the big reveal at the end. Yeah, where they make she makes one of them stand in a corner. She makes one of the kids stand in a corner so they don't look at her while she kills the other one. Yeah, it also so that, says that yeah, in 1941, starting with Emily Holland's total of seven children were abducted from the area of Burkittsville, mm-hmm. and then a hermit named Rustin Parr walks into a local market, and he tells the people there that he's finally finished. After the police hike for four hours to this secluded house out in the woods, they find the bodies of seven missing children in the cellar. Each child has been uh, ritualistically murdered, disemboweled, and then Parr admits to everything in detail, telling authorities that he did it for an old woman, for an old woman ghost, who occupied the woods near the house. He quickly was convicted and then hanged. Again, you don't get that much information; you just only get pieces of that. But uh, but again, like you said, they make that the kids stand in the corner. That's creepy. Yeah, that's what. If you don't catch it, you wouldn't understand the ending. Yeah, you need that. After enjoying a drunken night at their motel. Heather, Josh, and Mike park and go into the woods and a map of the logging trail with a map of the logging trail. After a hiking a few miles into the woods that seemed far larger than they had appeared from the outside, they filmed the creek where the Coffin Rock Massacre occurred. Satisfied with their footage, the three set up their tent when it starts to rain. They remain in high spirits through the night despite Mike's flatulence. <laughs> the next morning, Joshua claims he heard strange noises during the night. One of them that he called a cackling. That right. was cool. And that's your sound guy. He can hear all of that. No, Joshua. I think Josh was the film guy. And then oh, Mike, no. They said Mike yeah, was the, he was the filmmaker. Okay. But he yeah. was like, yeah, Josh was like, definitely like a, a definitely like a, a cackling over that way. <laughs> you know? Right. And that's just one of the, well, this is the first night of what turns into many. And then you kind of just, like I said, there's no filler. There's nothing uneventful. Every night they're there, something goes on. So that's really cool. Yeah, I love that. Consulting their map, the team uh, decide to press on further into the woods in search of an old graveyard. But Josh and Mike are a little concerned about the accuracy of Heather's map reading. Having gotten them a bit lost the previous day, they set off, still in high spirits, kidding with each other, generally enjoying their weekend while Heather remains confident that they're on the right trail and that they will reach the graveyard in about an hour and a half. It seems become clear that they are, in fact, lost. Tensions begin to mount, both men resenting that Heather continues to film them while they're lost. They press on, braving an, a river crossing over a log bridge, and they, same, uh, they come across a clearing where they find this strange pile of rocks neatly stacked on the ground. Heather recalls something that Mary Brown had said with about a pile of rocks in the Bible, but she can't remember exactly what it was. And then they find seven piles of stones in all. Right, and... Don't they wake up with a pile of stones in front of them? Yes. You know, right after they they exit the tent in the morning, or maybe it's this next morning. But right. And they're forced to set up camp. I don't think they're they're trying to find a cemetery, and they haven't reached it yet. Um, and according to Heather, they should have been there by now. So, so I, they're I, like kind of begrudgingly going along with her, and like oh, so. So you filming? So Let's just get to the place. They never find the cemetery. Uh, they I think they do towards the end. But oh. they're still looking for it at this point. Oh, okay, like I, I thought their, I thought next... the, I thought the piles of rocks were like some kind of cemetery, and, and I, oh, I thought okay. that's what they were alluding to. But it's probably not right. You're, yeah, I don't know. 
Right. Yeah. I thought that they were still kind of looking for the place to shoot. And then they found the rocks. I, did, I didn't think that was a cemetery, but you might be right. And then, and then early on, it talks about Coffin Rock. They do film at Coffin Rock. Yeah. And and uh, according to her, like these these men were like tethered together in some type of way. And <laughs> and then they were disemboweled, like they were, their stomachs were opened up. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were, I don't know, it was just a weird scene right there on the rock next to the river. It was just, right. again, just made up by the directors, but oh. very gruesome and very awesome. And I feel like we have to use the word tethered at least once now on a podcast because we've been after the us, us after you after you review <laughs> us. If you don't talk about the tethered or tethered and like you just that's in your vocabulary now, right? You have to bring it up every time. That night they build a fire and they cook food. Some of the tensions have dissipated a little during the night. Heather takes them back to the rocks to film more footage, and one of them knocks over a pile of rocks. Later still, the trio hear strange noises from the woods, and they set off to investigate. Something's clearly moving around them, but Mike refuses to leave the tent to help look for it. Next morning, it's raining harder than ever, and the trio discuss the events of the night before. Joss suggests that the noises were caused by local rednecks, and Mike agrees, worrying that if someone was prepared to come this far out into the woods just to spook them, they must be seriously disturbed. And, you know, this is 1994 in uh, movie lore. So I guess this is before they all had cell phones and just call for help. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. <laughs> just like, like he's like, the, I, you know, like what, what do you think that was? Heather asked Josh, and Josh was like, I think if you ask me, somebody's messing with you. Somebody's that late. And, and again, they say country, but they're talk, they talk about, uh, you know, just like it's so, one of these rednecks around here. They're just messing with you. They're making sounds and... Uh, I don't. They they still don't want to believe that there's a witch. And you, as the viewer, you're left up to determine what it is. Is it the country bumpkin or rednecks messing with them, or is it the witch? And oh, you, you know, you want it to be the witch. You know, it's the witch. <laughs> the group decides to head back for the car. Heather continuing to insist that she knows what they're doing, what what, what where they're going. Um, so Heather knows where they're going. She says that right. very often, and you're just like, I she mean, got that map. Yeah, you kind of get mad at her a little bit. Mm-hmm. As the day progresses and they fail to find their uh, way back to the car, tensions again start to run high as the day turns into evening. Heather suggests that they camp for the night. Mike is starting to get increasingly stressed by their predicament. Through uh, uh, Heather maintains that they they aren't far from where they left the car. Mike right. Mike's getting stressed out. And yeah, and this is the scene where when Mike starts stressing out, I feel like I relate most to Mike. <laughs> yeah. Like I would probably just get mad first. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be trying to keep everybody calm. I would just be mad at Heather. Yeah. Yeah. The whole time. Right. And then uh uh yeah. I mean it is kind of it is kind of Heather's fault. She I mean she takes uh she it's it's her idea. This is her film. She kind of hired them, I guess. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I would then, say so. Yeah, and then um so yeah, and then and then she acts like she just know I mean like everything's fine and uh she knows exactly where they're going and maybe she does, but I don't think she does. Right. And she's off camera for a lot of the film because it's her filming. You yeah. know, when she needs to put the camera down for something, it's not like the guys pick it up unless they're just berating her. Yes. You know, like this is your fault, you know. Yes. Let's let's do another video. Yeah. That night, they are again disturbed by strange noises around them in the dark. They again go outside to see what is causing it, and they hear what seems to be trees being knocked over and other strange sounds. 
Josh suggests that it's probably just deer, but Heather isn't so sure, noting that it's all on it's on every side of us and that the sounds are like footsteps. And this isn't the kids laughing yet, is it? No, not yet. Has that okay? There's okay. like trees falling down and right, like something big is moving through there. Yeah, and so like you're watching the film, and it kind of like it kind of keeps, you know, they get pissed off, they get stressed out, they're walking, they're walking in the in the woods, and then at night something bad happens. This happens mm-hmm. several several nights, and that's where uh, towards the end of the film, and we'll get into it, but you know they don't even want to sleep anymore. Do you blame them? They 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 can't sleep. Yeah. You know, if they go to sleep, she's scared to close her eyes. She's scared to keep them open. I mean, the witch really does a number on their psyche. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's crazy. And again, um, I don't know exactly how many days they're out there, but you start see, like feeling it like like they're out of food. They don't have a lot of food. Um, the directors actually did not feed them. They would give them less and less each day. Oh so, man, yeah. So a lot. That's of, really good. Yeah, and uh, you know the dialogue that she does. We'll get to that part here in a minute, but the dialogue that she does on her face and uh, where she's like, Josh's mom, I'm so sorry, and all that stuff, that was all off the cuff. She just did that. Wow. She's made that up. And you hear at one point Mikey say, uh, do y'all want a cheeseburger? I got like a cheeseburger. I got a cheeseburger <laughs> in my back pocket. Like uh, you can imagine right. being out in the woods that long. You're starving. I want a freaking cheeseburger. I want a double right. whopper with cheese. I want a Sonic cheeseburger, you know. Uh, Josh, he wants some cigarettes. There's no cigarettes. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're out of six too. Don't forget yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. You know, they're they're My, in withdrawals and stuff. <sighs> that that's tough. You know, if you yeah. but um, I like I don't I don't smoke, uh, but I wanted one for for Josh. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I would smoke Helping in that situation. <laughs> Mike does find some at the bottom of his pack, though. Coincidence. He he had some, didn't he? He, he was did. saving he was, those. He was uh, hogging them all. Next morning, they find three piles of rocks that have mysteriously appeared overnight surrounding their tent. Heather films them to the dismay of Mike and Josh, who just want to go home. But things are about to get worse. The map has disappeared. While it had been in Heather's trousers, they put trousers in here. <laughs> it's your uh, pants. <laughs> jeans, <laughs> trousers. Levi's. It has been in Heather's trousers the night before, but it's gone now, and the two men deny having it. They are now completely lost. They have no way of finding their way back to the car. Josh implies that Heather has deliberately lost or hidden it to keep them all in the woods to complete her movies. Unwilling to give up, the trio follow the creek, hoping that it will eventually lead somewhere. Josh reasons that someone will start looking for them when they don't return. Right, because they're gonna get that camera back, right? They just rented half of this equipment. It sounds yeah, like. yeah, and like uh, again, like uh, I've seen I've seen this probably a hundred times. It's been twenty years, but I'm sitting there and I'm uh, you're still you have anxiety for him, and you're thinking like yeah. it, you, like I don't know why we do this as movie watchers, but we think that maybe there will be a different outcome, even though we know what the outcome is. And I'm sitting there like maybe they'll find their way. No, they're not gonna find their way. I've already seen this. I've seen this. Right. Let's get that back. Let's get it back for Josh. Right, right. You don't want him to have that late fee that you know he's going to get when he gets back to video checkout. Poor Josh and this late fee, you know? (laughs) His girlfriend, he, he talks about his girlfriend. And his job, yeah, he's like, I gotta work tomorrow. Yeah, like, it's like it's like they, it's things that you would be saying. You'd be like, yeah. I gotta get that camera back. And then at one point, he goes, Okay, I've already come to grips. The camera's not going back. 
Oh, I read somewhere too that when he's rolling on the ground, he actually broke that camera, that 16 mil camera or whatever was in his pack. Yes. It was on one of these notes or something. <laughs> I love it. When he's rolling on the ground, he kind of rolls over by a tree and he goes, y'all go ahead and just go find help and then come back and get me. And I, I laughed. I chuckled out loud. I was watching it by myself. And he goes, he goes, I'll be under this tree. And then he comes, he goes, with this vine right here. With the vine. With the vine. <laughs> I just I laughed. I was like, man, that's a I good, that's a funny line. I'll be at this tree. This, like they're in this woods. They don't, they never know where they're going. They're walking right. in circles. And he's like, I'll be under this tree with this vine right here. I thought that was funny. I don't know. It, it was, was a good line. They came to a river, which again proves difficult to cross, and already frayed tempers are stretched almost to the breaking point. With Mike now behaving e even less rationally than ever, Heather is angry that the men are laughing at her when her shoes become waterlogged. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good. That's a good point. When they're just like, <laughs> she goes, uh, "This is like, the worst." Yeah, like yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, I don't think it's very funny, y'all laughing at me because my feet are." And then they both just bust out laughing. and point <laughs> to her feet. They're just hysterical. Yeah, at this they point. Go, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like one of those good moments, you know, out in the right. woods and stuff. But 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 like Josh says it best. He goes, "All of our feet are wet. We're just trying to make the best of this situation." Right. Because you ruined our lives here. <laughs> no, uh, a near hysterical Mike admits that he threw the map into the creek because he felt that it was useless. Right. He's still hysterically laughing too. He's having a good time. I remember, like, you know, we, are you we, serious, bro? We love that that part. I mean, like, he just like <laughs> nonchalant laughing. <laughs> What's funny? That guy's. Oh, never mind. And then they're like, "What?" And he's like. I kick that map in the creek man that thing was right. useless and he's just laughing and right. then at this point heather like the scream that she lets out is so real yeah. you know what i mean she is so pissed and she's like you feel it and you're just like man she's doing a good job acting right now <laughs> this but is all your fault right and you really you're there with them you're like holy crap Mike, you idiot. Yeah. While we were laughing, we were kids as adults. I'm like, Mike, come on. Mike, that's very irresponsible. Right. <laughs> Why do they only have one copy of the map? That map like, did, uh, that map was trash, too. When they opened it right. up, it was like, it was black and white. It looked just looked like layers. That thing was trash. Right. Come on, Heather. You know? Do better. Right. Get on the just internet. Your phone. Yeah. And, yeah. Pull up Google Maps. And get him out of there. Get the signal. Yeah, and find some reception. So you're trying to tell me there. not one person on that trip had an I didn't have an iPhone. Didn't I mean there? So, surely somebody has an iPhone on that trip. Right. Pull out Google Maps and just get out of there. Like iPhone two was out by then. Surely, right? Yeah. Man, Mike and Josh nearly come to blows. Yeah, Josh is about to beat Mike's butt right there. Really. <laughs> so Heather, he, she was screaming and she was hitting him too. Heather screams right. abuse at Mike, becoming even more hysterical than he was. The relationship between the three is now completely broken down and they just waste time arguing over who is going to hold the compass and they're a, then they're just apportioning blame to each person. Eventually, after continuing south for a while, Mike and Josh just simply stop. They refuse to go any further. But in a nearby clearing, Mike finds a strange stick figures, stick figures hanging in the trees, dozens of them. Some of mm -hmm. them shapes of... Strange. <laughs> I like my stick figure. I made I made my uh, pregnant wife make that before this 
before this podcast. <laughs> she has no idea what it's for. No, she has no She's idea. Like, I, was, I was like, babe, did you, ma- did you make my, my, my effigy for the Blair Winch yet? I need that. <laughs> uh, there's all these like uh, these symbols. Others uh, clearly meant to represent human forms. Heather films the uh, totems for a while before Mike and Josh demand that they just leave the area. Mike screams hysterically for help, reasoning that the rednecks have followed them uh, and fashioned the figures. We right. find out later, again, like you said, that Heather took one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, just leave it alone, lady. She's, she's so into it now. Yeah. Like, so, this story, this, she's still recording. She's taking crap. She's. Yeah. And again, and, like, at, and at one point, uh, Josh is like putting the camera on her and he's like, he's like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Like, I'm going to feel like, like you said. And then she goes, it's all I have. Okay. It's all I have. And oh. then you're like, and then you're like, oh. I thought a good point that Josh makes too. He's like, you know, this is, I see why you do this because it's not reality. You're looking through the the lens of this film here and looking at the screen. It's not reality. So that's why you do it all the time. I like that. Yeah. yeah, a good yeah. One. That was, a, that was a good quote. He's like, I, I, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, this is taking you away. It's like fake mm-hmm. that night. They decide not to light a fire. And they extinguish all the lights in the hope that it won't give away their position and hence won't attract any attention. Yet they're again all woken up by strange sounds, including what appears to be a baby screaming. As they are listening, their tent starts shaking. All three flee into the night, still filming everything as they go. They spend the rest of the night cowering together in the darkness. That's yeah, a- and they're away from their tent at this point, too. They ran off, and they when they wake up later... They're not at the campsite. This might be one of the more intense, probably the most intense part of the movie when their tents mm-hmm. start shaking violently. Right. And, right. And uh, I mean, they're, they're, I remember watching that and being like, whoa, what's going on? You know, right. would you leave the tent or would you run out? And even you're when. looking the, for like handprints coming through the tent or something, you're looking for hands groping the tent, stuff yeah. like that. So, especially yeah. when we were rewatching it, we were like, mm-hmm. and, and they kind of look back on the tent when they're when they're running and we're trying to see what's out there like mm-hmm. if you see anything but we don't obviously but and that's where she missed her shot to pan up come on heather <laughs> what is that what was that was that the one right there i think so yeah when they're running away because mm-hmm. she's like what is that uh josh says he has like some blue gunk on his stuff oh yeah like the slime yeah. some blue some blue slime yeah he's been marked marked by the blair witch <laughs> she uses blue slime at daybreak, they return to the tent where Josh finds that all of his belongings have been scattered around the clearing, and they're covered with a strange, slimy substance. They also find that another of the uh, another one of the wooden stick figures fashioned from twigs and vines. Finally, sickened by her insistent filming of everything, Mike attacks Heather and tries to get her precious video camera away from her. And real quick note on the effigy. I think I mentioned it when we did the ritual podcast. They use similar things, right? Like carvings yeah, they do. in the trees, stick figures hanging down. I was like, Blair Witch. Yeah. They, they stole that. Blair Witch. Yeah. They, these directors like didn't have any money. <laughs> you know, I, Lauren, when Lauren was making that, we just picked up some twigs over here in this, uh, in this uh, Barfield Park next to us. Like... Uh, I was like, the directors didn't have any money, and that's that's what they put together. It, that's all it is, you know. Like they just it, right. it, like, and it's so iconic now. These things, mm-hmm. so yeah. that's so cool. Uh, they again press on, and Josh seems to be on the verge of absolutely losing it. He's becoming and, moody. And he's the same one. 
he's still the most sane one of the group right now. I think. Yeah. So to so, me, he was. Yeah, he was very sane. He had it, he had it put together, but now he seems like he's losing it a little bit. And mm-hmm. like this is when you like you're like, and even Mike is like, hey, he's free. Like, give him a minute. Stop filming. Yeah. Get the get the camera out of his face. Let him have his moment. He's crying right now. Yeah. You know, like at one point, and uh, and then he's, you kind of see Mikey grow up a little bit. Right. At this yeah. Point. A good character arc for Mike, where he's mad, and now he's the compassionate yeah. one. And even at and even at the end, like, uh, so it started out. He was he was afraid to leave the tent. Mm-hmm. You know, she was like, "Come film," and he's like, "No, I'm not going." You know, he's kind of afraid. He was like, you know. And then there at the end, when uh, we'll get to it, when he's trying to find Joshua, he's like, kind of, yeah. he's going room to room. He's like, he's yeah. very brave. So yeah, he's again, first in there, yeah. yeah. So you, again, like you said. You love all of these characters because you see them at their you see them at their worst, but you also see them at their best, and you can identify with that as a human being. That was beautiful. Thanks, man. Mike and Heather they forge this uncomfortable alliance, trying to hold the group together. Mike argues that whatever is stalking them is probably going to return. They must keep moving, while Heather maintains that it's simply impossible for sim- uh, for someone to simply vanish in America. Later, they come to a river, and a panic stricken. Uh, and, and they're panic-stricken, realize that it's the same river that they struggled across the previous day. That does seem so stressful. Right, yeah, that's, I love this part, too, where, you know, they're going south or whatever, they're trying to stay south, and then, you know, a few scenes ago, they're struggling over this river. I think that's the water one, right, where she gets water yeah. in her shoes. So you remember that scenery while yeah. you're watching it. You're like, yes. oh, that, that's a, a log of, you know. And you see it again, and you're like, oh, that is the same log. Yeah, and Mike's like, it's the same river. And he's, like, screaming. And then Heather, on the other hand, is like, it's not the same river. It's not the same river. Right. And she's, like, crying and breaking down. She's realizing it is the same log mm-hmm. and river that they had just crossed. Mike rushes off, uh, ranting angrily while Heather collapses just in tears. They're now desperate. They have no idea what they're going to do, where they're going to go. They've been heading south all day. They simply just end up where they started from. Heather has no explanation for it. Joshua's anger and frustration finally boils boils over, and he's turning the camera on Heather. He taunts her about her ambition and obsession and that has led to them being lost, cold, hungry. Mike tries to calm things down, but Josh persists, torments Heather until she again breaks down in tears. It's all I have. It's all I have. Leave me alone. That kind of thing. Here's your motivation. Here's your motivation. (laughs) I love that. We yep. use that so much. Night falls again. They're forced to sleep in pretty much the same place that they slept the night before. Now they're too tired and emotional to fight anymore. They just discuss the food that they miss the most. I have a cheeseburger in my back pocket. Heather repairs a hole in Mike's jeans. That's a good moment. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's trying to help the crew out. She's trying to kind of probably you know mend together their relationship right now. And like yeah. she's mending his pants. Oh my gosh. Chris, See? and they, and they keep it kind of keeps their mind off of uh, the impending doom that is, that is you know just like the scary right, ass witch that's outside. That's like right here. <laughs> <laughs> Next morning, Heather and Mike they wake to find that Josh has vanished. They search the area around the campsite, but there's no sign of him. Mike believes that Josh has simply gone off for some time alone. But even after they have packed up and broken down the tent. There's no sign of him. Totally demoralized and very disturbed, Heather and Mike move on, trying to keep each other's spirits together. What do you do? You know, yes. You would have to stay there. 
Like you can't just leave the guy. I was thinking the I was thinking the same thing. I was like, what would I do? Josh is gone, and uh, I mean, I would completely just freak out. I think. Yeah, like you couldn't move. You would just walk around like they're doing. Josh, you know, yeah, call out for him, and there's your day, and you didn't go anywhere again. Yeah, and, and again, you're thinking like maybe like he freaked out the night before, you know, so maybe that was right. enough to make him just like go off on his own. But all this stuff is here. Yeah. Oh, you're right. All his blue slimy stuff is yeah. still hanging. All of his stuff was just hanging out. So night again falls, and they they again they wake up to strange noises in the wood woods, including what seems to be Josh's agonized screams. They stumble around in the dark looking for him, but there's no sign of him. It's impossible to tell which direction where the screaming is from. I kind of forgot that Josh is screaming in the background of this movie. And that's what, kind of where you're like, okay, it's real. <laughs> He's out there. And don't they say they're like, that's not him. It can't be him. Yeah, and I try. I turned it up all the way. I even had ca- the, the captions wouldn't wouldn't play it, but I was like, "What is he saying? What is Josh saying?" And I couldn't hear it. He's like, "I don't." I, he's like speaking a different language or something. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, oh, but it's okay. definitely his voice. You can hear his voice. It's yeah, it's definitely Josh, but you just you don't know what he's saying, or he's saying, "Help me!" I think at least one time. Is it, you do hear that? I I, I thought so. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Help me. <sighs> Yeah, that's a that's a that's yeah. a good moment in this movie. But then they're just like, it's not him. It can't be. So they don't rush out. You know, they're scared as a trap or something. <laughs> you think? I, would I mean, too. if Josh is out there and he's screaming, wouldn't you just turn all the lights on and scream back and say, "Hey, just come!" I thought the they did. Right I thought here. they did scream for him. I thought they're like, Josh. yeah, they, right, right, right. But they didn't like run out in his direction. I got. You. I don't think. Again, they don't know what direction it's coming from. It's like from all around, kind of yeah, weird, and I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, w- I would I would think, instead of like a witch, that he's like hung up somewhere, you know? Like he's, he, right. bro- he broke both his legs. He fell out of a tree or something. We need to go yeah. find him. That's what I would think. So, I w- again, I was thinking the same thing. Go, You got to go, go to him, you know? Yeah, go find the guy. At daybreak, Heather finds a strange bundle of sticks held together with with twine <laughs> and uh <laughs> i like my stick bundle that was that was hard to make i made that one was that uh, harder than the effigy lauren made the the, the effigy and no no it oh. was not mine took two hey, seconds she had she had a bundle of sticks she had, yeah i did <laughs> <laughs> they found they found the bundle of sticks outside the tent on the ground she nervously picks it up she tosses it away she goes i'm just gonna move this <laughs> from the front of the tent now, Mike, uh, uh, they're just too exhausted to move on. They spend the rest of the morning uh, comforting each other. Later, Heather finds another bundle of twigs, this time with something inside of it. She opens it. She finds a piece of the fabric from Josh's shirt wrapped around uh, hair, an unidentifiable piece of, like, flesh or Yeah, viscera, something. yeah. Yeah, what appears to be teeth, all bloodied. Heather breaks into hysteria. Rushes to a nearby stream, washes her hands before putting on her pack and joining Mike on another fruitless hike through the woods. Their meanderings are becoming even more random and directionless as their mental state rapidly collapses. Mike is even driven to eating a dirty leave to help alleviate his... Is he really, though? He's just sitting there joking, I thought. He's just gnawing on it, yeah. Yeah, he just goes... goes. I thought it was a tongue and teeth wrapped in that 
you know, shirt or whatever, which was looked like it was part of Josh's shirt, right? Yeah, so it definitely it was definitely uh, part of his shirt, like a like a. But but I I just saw a tooth in like a in like a blood soup mm-hmm. looking thing. But yeah, there might have been more in there. It was just uh, yeah. uh, ever since we were kids, it was just kind of like you just uh, assumed it was some type of. I don't I don't even know if I knew it was a tooth. Yeah, you could see the tooth in there pretty good, and it just looks like some kind of bloody blob. Yeah, and then a chunk of hair or something. Yeah, which uh, you know, when I kill somebody, that's what I do typically. I'll, I'll, I'll get some hair or maybe a tooth or, you know, something. Yeah. And you leave the sticks in front of the door. Why not like a toenail or a finger, you know? Yeah, that's true. I would like a toenail or a finger, I think. Let's get creative next time. <laughs> that night, Heather videotapes a confessional apologizing to her mother and to Mike and Joshua's parents for her uh, uh, naivety and accepting full blame for what has happened on the ill-fated expedition. She realized that her dogmatism and her pig-headedness are what has led them to where they are uh, later in the dead of night. They begin to hear Josh's voice. It's closer this time, pleading for someone to help him. They abandon the tent, and they actually go and search for him. There he goes. Now he's screaming. This is the infamous face <laughs> selfie video that has been mm-hmm. absolutely, uh, it's been dramatized and laughed at, and, uh, you know, yeah. even Scary Movie did it. With the with the snot right. the snot bubbles and all that stuff. It's in the office for crying out loud. Yeah, it's it's iconic. It's iconic, yeah. and it's uh, it's exactly what you would you would you would probably do yourself. You know, because you because you're wondering, you're like you're like, does she care? Does she like what like what is she gonna do for this this guy? Is he just uh, Josh is gone? What do they? Mm-hmm. He has a girlfriend. He has you know he has parents. He has a family. He has friends. What like? And and this is char- uh, her character arc completing where she was more worried about the film the whole time and now she's really finally realizing like i really did mess it up i'm sorry everybody it is my fault um so i thought it was a good kind of end for her if you yeah. will yeah whereas or, uh josh's character arc like you you uh, can, yeah I, I feel like you liked him and then he sp- then he got kind of got spoiled but then he died so you like him anyway you know what i mean or he left right. so you, you just felt bad for him yeah, it, he was trying to keep the group together the most, I think. You yeah, know, he was kind of the, he was mad at Heather, but he was trying to keep Mike in check with his crazy, you know, he was kind of the glue, but yeah. Yeah, it, he had such a good heart in the beginning that it was hard to ruin mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You understood his frustration, and then the fact that they took him, he was the only one. Yeah, I get that. Following Josh's voice, Heather and Mike find this house, this this dilapidated house out in the woods. Uh, in a clearing, and they go inside. They see uh, the the symbols on the wall uh, next to a child size. The the handprints all over the wall. I remember going to uh, going to uh, haunted houses around this time, and they 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 did a room like that, like a they wore it out. Yeah, they had they had children's. Oh man, it was it was so yeah. good. It was a good time to be alive. Good time to be a teenager. Josh's voice seems to be coming from somewhere inside the house. Mike rushes upstairs in search for Josh. Mike then realizes that the voice is now, in fact, coming from the basement. He rushes down the steps. Suddenly, Mikey's rendered silent, and the camera uh, just falls. A hysterical Heather. You can hear hysteri- uh, hysterical Heather on, on his camera, of course. She follows. She sees Mike in the corner of the room, face against the wall. Suddenly, Heather's camera is knocked down, and she is, too, re- rendered silent. 
the film runs for a few seconds and then dies. Boom. I loved it. It's one of the better endings, like I said, especially if you catch the lore in the beginning, because it makes you think you're like, okay, is it, but we didn't see anything. And then like, when you talk about it after it's done, you're like, Oh, Hey, they talked about, you know, she would make someone face the corner. Holy crap. Yeah. You know, it really yeah. was the witch. Yeah. So like, I, Loved it. To, to me, there, there's, there's, there's two types of reactions coming from a really good movie. And it's either you look at someone and go, man, that was good. You know what I mean? It was like it like it finished itself off very well. It just felt like like man, that was good. And the other th the other reaction is you're asking a ton of questions. You know, you're like mm -hmm. so so uh, so she was like it was in the corner and like and then it happened and then that and then that and then you know like you're, it, it keeps the dialogue going. Is this real? Is this even real? Was this a real thing? Is Burkittsville really a place? Which I can imagine right. people were doing back then. Yeah, I'm, we did I'm, it, weren't we? Yes, we did. Yeah. We went on a quest. Uh, to find out where this found footage you bought, uh, what was the the last broadcast? Yeah, we were and, told that um, that was done. That was done first, which which it, it probably was. I don't know. It was. Yeah, and and they had a uh, they spent like nine hundred dollars and made a couple of million or something in box office. It wasn't the same ratio as this, and they put on their VHS. It was like, you know, uh, this could have inspired the Blair Witch. Yeah, I don't think it. It was tied directly, but they said it could have done it. It was yeah. first, yeah. And, and like again, it, it was it was good. I remember watching it with you. It was okay. Yeah, I mean, it was really really low budget. Yeah, you know, you got nine hundred bucks, and <laughs> you know, that's mostly for the cameras, probably. What What's funny is what the Blair Witch did with their with the, with thirty thousand dollars or sixty thousand dollars. I don't even know. What it, it says between that, most people today with their camera phones could make this. Actually, our camera no. phones are too good for this, right? But yeah, with some, easy. You know, yeah. I mean, like, so it's just it's crazy that uh, they came up with this idea. It's crazy that they went out in the woods. I feel like the the actors were perfect. They set this up perfectly. I don't think you could have done it any better than what they did. No, uh, they really knocked out of the park. I think it's a like we talked about earlier. It's just a hallmark film. It's it's really you know inspirational to a lot of the stuff that's come after after it um and it still shows today i mean you can still see movies made today and you can say hey they kind of did that in blair witch yeah you know we like yeah the ritual absolutely yeah. and and again like the, uh, a good halloween film a classic halloween film you will cite you'll be like that's from psycho that's from halloween and like you said we watched the ritual and we said that's from blair witch you know, mm -hmm. and that's what makes a good yeah, film. Absolutely. And, and I mean, the directors using, you know, real hunger, real fear. I think that really played well and um, it, it shows. Yeah. And it holds up. Yep. Still does. Yep. That does it for this episode of Blood and Donuts. Thanks so much for listening. Please like and subscribe. Check out our other episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Stop by our YouTube channel, Blood and Donuts Podcast. Until next time, this has been Chris and Tony's Blood and Donuts.